This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Last time we talked about productive conflict, and this time we're going to talk about problematic conflict. What happens to make conflict go awry? And what I want to do first is just remind you of the simple definition of conflict, which is differences over ideas, choices, or options. So here's what often makes conflict a problem. It's usually three things. One, making the other person who has a different idea from you wrong or flawed just because they are different. And making that person wrong usually also means tearing them down in some way. So that's number one. When we tear people down, that's problematic conflict. Number two, problematic conflict is insisting that everyone see it the way that you see it. So rather than listening truly to understand others' perspectives and points of view, you're primarily there just to advocate for what you originally brought to the table. So when you're in advocacy mode and insisting that everyone see it your way, that's problematic conflict. And then number three would be rejection of ideas before a full exploration of them. And this is then a failure to listen and a failure to appreciate the gifts, really, that people are bringing to the table. So how do we avoid this problematic conflict and this teardown tendency or mentality? So I'm going to share with you several ways to do that. Number one, I encourage my clients to put the ideas in the center of the table. You are considering the ideas and not determining the worth of a person who's presenting the ideas. So let's say you and I are sitting at the table and we're having a conversation that you are not the idea and I'm not the idea. All of our ideas are between us in the middle of the table. And sometimes that actually takes some of the energy out of it, that negative energy. I'm not pointing my finger at you and tearing you down, and you're not pointing your finger at me and tearing me down in that case. The number two, as we said last time, spend a considerable amount of time first appreciating the idea. What's good about it? Even if it's not something you're going to use ultimately, there's something good about it that made that person offer it. And you want to explore and find out what that good thing is that you can appreciate. And then thirdly, after all that appreciation round, then you might consider the ideas that we have on the table here. Let's identify any limitations that might relate to these. And again, you're still having a very sane and civil conversation with one another about the limitations of the idea. And remember, it's not limitations of the person, 
rather maybe the idea that they brought. And this is in contrast to so often I have seen in meetings where people will come in and say, you don't know what you're talking about. And that's a stupid thought. How could you come up with something like that? You've been working here for 30 years and that's the best you can do. Those are all examples of tearing the person down and not actually evaluating effectively the idea itself. And then fourthly, I would say asking where does this piece fit is another part of avoiding the teardown. So I want you to imagine that you're really building a puzzle. You've got one of those thousand piece puzzles in front of you. And your job is to put the puzzle together so that all the pieces fit and you get to see whatever wonderful picture it is that the puzzle creates. As you're actually building the puzzle and working the puzzle, there are pieces that you see and you wonder, well, where does this fit? And it doesn't seem to fit anywhere right now. So you don't take those pieces that don't seem to fit and throw them in the trash can. Obviously, the thousand piece puzzle came with these pieces for a reason. And though you can't see where they fit now, you just put them on the side and you continue building what you can see. And then all of a sudden, the aha moment comes. Oh, now I see where this goes. And then you can put it in place. Whereas if you had torn it apart and thrown it away, it would not be available for you to use when you need it. A lot of what we've been talking about today in terms of problematic conflict is really looking at what makes conflict a problem. And for the most part, it's about issues such as tearing a person down, advocating for your own point of view and insisting that other people see it the same way and rejecting others' ideas before we fully explore them. So a lot of what makes conflict problematic is actually that emotional reaction that's really our knee jerk reaction. And so what we've been saying today is how do you stand back from that and say, this is not about the person? How do you stand back from that and put on what I call your objective scientist hat and really begin to appreciate and explore the ideas on the table because the ideas are in the middle of the table and you're talking about them objectively and not pointing fingers at a person. So here's my challenge for you for this next segment. I'm going to suggest that you listen to both Productive Conflict, which we did last time, and take the notes from this one, Problematic Conflict, extract out of it the success factors Bring your team together, put those success factors on the board, agree to how you're going to operate, and then have a topic that you guys are going to talk about using these success factor approaches. And when anyone violates any of the principles, you stop and you give them feedback right then and there in the moment. Go back to that SBI feedback, which we've talked about in previous podcasts, and let them know. Here's what you said, here's what you did, here's what the impact was at the moment. And so you give them an opportunity to correct behavior. Now, let's say you practice that for a meeting or so, and people are just continuing over and over again to make the same errors, even though you're stopping them and giving them the feedback. 
What some people have done in the past to just sort of heighten awareness is they might attach a little fee to it. Maybe the person, when they get the feedback, they also have to contribute a dollar to the little collective kitty that you may use for, let's say it could be for snacks or for going out to lunch or whatever it is that you might do in your office. And that just adds an element of fun. But sometimes when you're having to pay a dollar, you remember a little faster. So that can just be another way to keep people cognizant of what to do. So have fun having productive conflict in your meetings and erasing all the elements of problematic conflict. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.